You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. My guest today is Russ Frushtick. My name is Charlie Hall, and you're listening to Polygons Quality Control. Russ, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure, Charlie. Now, you have spent some quality time with, with, this, with this bizarre game called Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And it's very interesting because I am actually in the middle of the review for XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. So here we have, dropping on the same day, two squad-based tactical battle games, and one of them has Mario in it? What even is this thing that and, you've been and reviewing? And Rabbids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is a very bizarre game where you basically control Mario and his friends, Luigi and and uh, Peach, etc. But you also control Rabbids, who are this creation by Ubisoft. They're like crazy... They're kind of like minions. I actually think they predate the minions, and they just run around and create chaos. And the rabbits have essentially invaded the Mushroom Kingdom, but some of them are nice, and the nice ones team up with Mario to try to save, I guess, the Mushroom Kingdom from total disarray. Uh, and this all sort of plays out in a squad-based tactical game not very far off from XCOM, which is very weird. This is so wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Um, you get into this a little bit in your review, but like how, how do they sell this crossover, if at all? <laughs> like how does this even make sense? I mean, there's not, they do not try super hard to like justify it. Uh, the rabbits by their nature are chaotic and... There's a washing machine that time travels and somehow lands up in in the Mushroom Kingdom. And then there's this helmet that, like, combines two different things. So, like, there's a plant and a, uh, a lamp, and they combine to make a plant lamp. And so the one of the rabbits gets this helmet connected to his head by accident and is, like, essentially accidentally merging all sorts of things. So you have, like, a lot of rabbits that are then being merged with like classic Mushroom Kingdom things like piranha plants and ghosts and stuff like that. So that's sort of the setup, but I really would say like not just a big priority in terms of like having fun from this game. Like I don't I don't know that the plot is really driving a lot of people to uh, check out Mario plus Rabbids necessarily. <laughs> well, the, the weirdness for me is like I'm very used to squad tactics games. I absolutely adore the genre it's something i've been playing for generations but but like this is to my knowledge the first time we're like we're putting a gun in mario's hand how weird is that aspect of the game and and is is this a playful type of shooting that mario is doing <laughs> yeah, like, how I does mean, this come off sure the weapons that they're using are like basically the sort of weapons that like wily e. coyote would use which is to say like not they're not AK-47s. They're, you know, energy guns and, and futuristic-looking things, stuff like that. So I guess that makes it a little more palpable, but it's still weird to see, like, 
Mario taking cover and like hiding behind uh, blocks and then popping out to like get a shot off and then using like like Overwatch abilities to like shoot guys that are in motion. Like every like major tenant of of games like XCOM is sort of represented in this game, and and it's that's the bizarre part. I mean. I think you could give this to a kid and not feel super bad about it insofar as like it really isn't worse than anything that's in Looney Tunes. But yeah, it's just it's very weird to see Mario using a gun. <laughs> now, you, in your review, you say that the story is mostly delivered through a dialogue, through the dialogue of a friendly artificial intelligence and various familiar faces you come across. But also the, that kid friendly tone makes Mario plus Rabbids the best introduction to the squad-based tactics genre I've ever seen. Unpack this for me. How How is this a great intro for my kids? Sure. Well, you. I mean, you've played enough squad-based games to know all the basics, and you can jump into a game like XCOM really quickly and, and know how everything works. But for someone that's never played one of these games before, there's a lot to sort of take in. You know, the concept of, like, chance to hit, the concept of, like, you're in cover or you're not in cover, how strong is that cover, stuff like that where it's it's you know very dissimilar from every other genre out there so the fact that this is presented in mario plus rabbits in like a very friendly way in a very simple way i'll, I'll give you an example so uh, in um uh xcom you might have like a 16 percent chance to hit and mario there's pretty in mario plus rabbits it's pretty much just 100 percent 50 percent or zero percent chance to hit so they like really simplify a lot of the things that are ordinarily very complicated and present it all in like very clear ui and 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 graphics and stuff like that that just makes it i think much easier to digest um i think and you know in addition to like the tone of the the game the writing and the graphics and stuff like that but the actual game itself it feels very um, understandable, I think, for someone that's just first for the first time coming to this genre. While accessibility is nice, you say in your review, some of the features feel a little bit too basic for their own good. So, did they did they go a little overboard trying to spoon feed this to to folks new to this genre? Sure, it's it's kind of hard. I mean, I I did write that in my review and I stand by it, but it's it's obviously very difficult to design a game for everyone. And there's a part of me that thinks like, well, if they, you know, one of the issues I mentioned is the fact that like, you know, as you're leveling up your squad mates, um, you know, every Luigi is going to effectively pre be pretty similar to every other Luigi. There are ways to differentiate as you progress, but towards the end of the game, essentially everyone's going to be, you know, pretty close to maxed out and have all the, these abilities, stuff like that. So you know, I, I took some issue with that, but I also appreciate the idea of like, if you present kids or newcomers to this genre with 16 different, you know, uh, skill tree options at the same time, it's a little much. And so I think they sort of chose to go the simpler route, which might be a little bit of a turnoff to people that are like hardcore strategy fans like you, but I think in the, you know, what they're trading off for that is, is again, more accessibility, more approachability. I want to talk a little bit more about kind of the overworld and, and how you move from mission to mission. I also want to talk a little bit more about the Switch and, and the functionality that it brings to that particular platform. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor this week, and that is ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? 
With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just a single click. Then their powerful technology is gonna efficiently match the right people to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You're just gonna screen rate and manage those candidates as they come flooding in all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy to use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, quality control listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash control. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash control. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash control. Thanks again to ZipRecruiter for sponsorship this week. So in your review of Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, you mentioned that there's not really any base building or heavy resource management, but like, what am I doing in between missions and how is the, the story progressing forward in that meta layer? Yeah, so um, you are basically running around the world with your squad doing like very simple puzzles and sort of exploring and finding like new gear and stuff like that. Basically, there's the game plays entirely from like an isometric top-down third-person perspective. But in between battles, obviously, you're free to run around wherever you want. And so you just sort of see your squad running around in these environments. And you might see like some boxes that you have to push in a certain order to like unlock a door that then leads to a treasure chest that has some a new weapon in it, for example. So, like, that's the bulk of what you're doing. The, the puzzles are, like, very simple for the most part. Some of them involve, you know, like, rotating pipes so that the pipe, pipes connect and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing really super complex. You're also not seeing anything that's, like, uh, you know, in a game like um, Paper Mario or, or Mario RPG where there's, like, a lot of, like, talking to people, like NPCs and stuff like that. There really is basically none of that. Every once in a while you'll see, like, a funny thing you can inspect it's usually like a rabid like sleeping under a tree or f dancing or something like that in the environment but, but for the most part what you're doing is like very basic interactions with the world as a way to sort of just like pad the time in between battles which are obviously like the main focal point one of the issues in games like XCOM are these these difficulty spikes, right? You'll you'll come against the chrysalids suddenly and just like all your troops die and you're sent back to square one and you really got to rebuild things from scratch. How does Mario Plus Rabbids deal with the the kind of spikes in the difficulty curve that are kind of par for the course with this genre? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, the way they do difficulty is like very um, step-based, which is to say the game is essentially... Um, set in four different worlds and each world is like a noticeable jump in difficulty um but every time you progress to a new world whether it's you know you start out in sort of like a traditional like pipes and mario area and then you move on to like a desert and ice area as you progress um you unlock weapons that are then at the level of um the enemies that you're facing so so long as you buy those weapons the, the difficulty, I think, is, is totally reasonable and manageable. Um, but if you don't buy those weapons, you're basically toast. Like, there's really no way to progress without buying them. Now, the weapons are just bought by using coins that you discover and running between the maps. 
So like that's another uh, reason to explore and, and sort of go off the beaten path. The, the way they handle like the gear and difficulty is like a little fluky and it just feels kind of tacked on. Um, and most of the weapons as you progress are like very similar, albeit with like slight stat differences. So like this gun does 80 damage, this gun does 100 damage. Um, but for the most part, like they'll have some like special effects and stuff like that, but they do not change very much as you progress through the game. So it just feels like kind of a, a little fake in terms of the difficulty spikes. Like it doesn't feel like it's skill-based as much as it is gear-based. Uh, the game does get more difficult, but it's really more about like mastering the um, strategy of the game rather than, you know, finding the right gear and stuff like that. Does it do a good job of embodying those characters, right? Does Mario feel and behave and perform like Mario? Does Toad act like Toad? Yeah, um, yes, I would say. I, you know, these are not characters that have a lot of depth to them. Uh, there's not a lot of ways to play Luigi except for like, you know, kind of bashful and scared all the time. Uh, so they do that. I would say if you're familiar with games like, I mentioned this before, uh, Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi, uh, Mario and Luigi, the GBA games, those are games developed uh, by Treehouse, or I'm sorry, localized by Treehouse, which is Nintendo's localization arm. And they do a lot of really tremendous writing uh, in those games to sort of liven up these worlds. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids doesn't really get to that level of like creativity um, or anything like that. Uh, it, it won't be super funny to adults, I should say. Whereas a game like Paper Mario has like all sorts of inside jokes, stuff like that. This feels closer to like, just like very kid friendly, like, uh, I, again, minions level humor, which is to say like, you know, a lot of like pratfalls and, and physical humor, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, everyone pretty much acts like you'd expect them to act. You know, Mario is, is confident and, and jumps on things. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> he's Mario. Now, of course, this is published by Ubisoft, developed by Ubisoft Paris, which has always been invested and interested in new Nintendo platforms. So this is a Switch exclusive title. What does it do to take advantage of those unique features that come with the Switch? Yeah, um, not a ton, but there are some, I would say it's actually a really good game for the Switch. So, um, you know, it has Amiibo support and stuff like that. Um, what I like most about playing this kind of game on the Switch is I actually prefer to play these sorts of games on the go, like portably. Um, and XCOM's always, you know, eventually they've had like iPad versions and stuff like that so I could experience there. But for the most part, XCOM usually launches on PC and that's all you have it. But here it's really nice. You know, I was on the train the other day being and being able to like play through a battle and then stop at any time because it's turn-based is like a really, really nice feature. Um, they also have like a, I didn't actually mention this in my review. They have like a side co-op, um, series of missions. Oh and, yeah. I mean, it's turn-based. So like it plays essentially the same, but the idea is you've got two people, you're, you're basically controlling two squad mates and someone else is controlling two squad mates and you can use the joy cons for that purpose. So that's kind of nice to be able to like, if you're on the road and, and someone wants to play with you. There is an option to do that, um, but again, it's it's turn-based, so it doesn't. It feels a little weird that it's like a multiplayer game in the same way that like XCOM kind of feels weird as a multiplayer game. But you know, it's nice to have it as a feature. 
Last question for you. I'm well into my 30th hour. I might be approaching my 35th hour with uh, this XCOM 2 review that I'm doing. Sure. About how long of a of an experience is Mario plus Rabbids? Yeah, it's it's not there. Uh, it's not short though. Uh, you know, it took me. I would say I didn't. I wasn't keeping exact track, but it's it's about a 20 hour game. Wow. Okay. Um, depending on your skill level. Um, it really depends. There's a you can turn on easy mode, obviously, and like blow through the game much quicker than that. But if you're you're playing it legit, um, each of the areas will take about yeah four to five hours to complete, and you've got four of them. So, I would say fifteen twenty hours. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Thank <laughs> you so such much. A weird game, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that you were able to take the time to really kind of <laughs> unpack this review and explain it to me. And and I want to thank you at home for listening today. Two, we've got a lot more today on Polygon.com. Hey, you know that Game of Thrones, that latest season? The finale came out last night, so there's all kinds of discussion and commentary about the major, major story reveals that came in that last episode. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Russ Frushtick. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.